Welcome to another impactful message from Cornerstone Church, where we truly believe there is one hope for every heart, Jesus Christ. If you'd like to check out more resources or view video of this sermon, visit us online at cornerstonerome.com. All right, so let's get started today on second, first and second chronicles. Um, if, you're in, if you're reading your Bibles with us right now, you might be thinking, how, with the help of the Lord Jesus, am I going to read first and second chronicles in one week? Let me just tell you right now, you put it on audio and you play. That's how you get done with chronicles, because it is a lot of repetition. It just really is. I mean, there is chronicles, kings, first and second Samuel. It, 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 it is a lot of repetition. And you would think, it is disclosure, full disclosure, because I'm not going to get into the depths of the book. I'm going to give you something I felt the Lord give me today to preach, okay? There's all kinds of information outside, if you'll know that, handouts and things that our team has put together to help you in this, this journey we're doing with the Bible this year. Amazing, amazing resources out there on the Information Center. They're laid out for you. They print them. They're in color and all kind of fancy little colors. Beautiful things. Great content. I actually told Sandra, I think some of the stuff she's created is actually better than some of the stuff I have from theologians that I get on my Bible software. It's really, really good. I'm going to take each one of them and stick them in the front of every book of my Bible if I can get them to the right size because they're just a great reference, quick reference. But there's more depth in it. So if, those are your, if you're not a part of one, a Bible study or something throughout the week that's talking about this, if you'll contact our church, we'll help you find one of those as well. Um, but First and Second Chronicles does copy a lot of First and Second Kings, does copy some of Samuel, does copy. It's just a, once you transition into the nation, the rise and the fall of a nation that we're in right now, there is a lot of repetition. You get into Chronicles, you see a lot of genealogy, you think, oh my goodness gracious, I don't care about their birth certificates. But I'm just telling you, it's important. It shows the beauty of the Bible. That you can't, no, a man could not have created what you have in your hands. Because a man would have messed it all up. And ladies, I love you, but a woman would have messed it up too. She, there's no way a human being could have put together and crafted all of the things they did. And it still be today, presently, in our culture. And you look at that genealogy line and ask yourself, why do we have that? That thing goes all the way back to Adam and shows you Jesus Christ throughout all of the Old Testament into the New. Matthew shows it as well. And you can fact check that thing all day long. And it's going to show you from the time of Adam to Jesus Christ. It is amazing. So genealogy does sound boring, but it's not when you get to the point you see, well, here was this. And there's going to be one that comes through the genealogy, the lineage of David. And there's this one. And it goes over here and it goes over here. And where did that prostitute come from? How's she get in that mix? And there she is. And this crazy person over here and over there. And here comes Jesus. Wow. And all that's through. What? And this is thousands of years before we got the new covenant. They lost half the manuscripts. Do you understand? Then they were found again. And then like a hundred plus years ago, they found a whole other set of manuscripts that were in the Dead Sea area that were stuffed in clay that they dated to the time. Do you understand what that means that you serve a God that is not just supernatural, but he's very natural. He made sure for all the discounted people that didn't believe atheism and agnostics and whatever you want to name every label, we all got a name for something today. They could look at something and say, you may not believe in this, you may not believe it, but you can't deny the genealogy track that leads up to Jesus Christ. You're just not going to deny it. It's a fact. So that's just the genealogy side. It's great. It's great. But today I'm going to give you something that I just felt like the Lord gave me. It's from one character, actually two characters. It's a guy named Ahab and a guy named Jehoshaphat. I'm going to talk to you today about friendships. You may think, what does that have to do with Chronicles? It has everything to do with Chronicles. Everything you see in this Bible when you get to now, we have went through some of the Torah. Now we're going into these books here where we're looking at a nation that's, that's 
they rise to prominence and power and they fall. They rise, they fall, they rise. But there's coming a big one that's going to bring upon captivity. And which this is actually, when you look at, when you read these things, they're not in order. So you need to pull out the Bible and say it's not in chronological order. It's like having books that explain to you what was going on at that time that let you in on what's happening. But these books don't go like, well, here, this is this and this is this. It's not in order like we read a novel. You have to take it as individual books and say they, they, they kind of like overlap. They don't go one, two, three. It's almost like they, they intersect. And they're all designed to show you and reveal to you, kind of like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. This is similar to Samuel, Kings, and Chronicles. It's very, very, and Ezra and Nehemiah as well. Okay, friendship. Now, we all got friends, and if you don't believe that, just look on your little social media accounts. You got more friends than you know. You got people on there, you don't even know who they are, but they're your friends. You got 10,000 people on your social media account. You don't know who they are, but they're my friends. They ain't your friends. You don't even know these people. Who is, who is this person? I don't know. They just, it could be somebody in the basement of their mama's bedroom or whatever, and they just typing away. They don't even, you don't even know who they are. They made up some, some, I've had people send me things before that said they were somebody from high school, and I go text them, hey man, is this you? No, it's not me. Then my father-in-law sent me something the other day, and I thought, I, I just asked him backstage, I said, hey man, did you send me this? Yeah, yeah, I sent it. Okay, I'm just making sure. Cause there's imposters out there. I mean, as much as I love my, my father-in-law, Ronnie Newberry, there's, there's probably some fake Ronnie Newberries out there. And if he's online doing a bunch of stuff, it ain't him. I pro- if you see Ronnie Newberry online a lot, that's not the real Ronnie Newberry. I can tell you right now, that's not the real one. That's a fake Newberry out there. You better, you better delete that one. D- delete that friend. He's not a real Ronnie. But friendships, they matter. They're a big deal. They're a big deal. Jehoshaphat, he became friends with Ahab. And this, this, it's done based upon, if you've ever done this before, and we've probably all done it, probably maybe not in as extreme as this. But there's a saying that we all have, and we, it's very true. And if you, if you look at me and say it's not true, you lie through your teeth. It's not what you know. It's, and that is the truth. Deny it, get mad about it, cancel it, whatever you want to do. It don't matter. It, that's a fact. It's who you know. Your relationships matter. And sometimes, if we're not careful, uh, you design a relationship with someone because you know who you know matters. And there's nothing wrong with making connections, but you have to be careful that your relationships don't go beyond what is contact for information or help to do some things versus now we're in partnership with one another. There's one thing, there's a difference between being a vendor relationship in a business and becoming a business partner with someone. Once you sign a contract, you in it. Once you marry that rascal, I hate to tell you, girl, but you think you're going to change him. And without Jesus, thank you very much. Listen to all the women just say, mm. That means they've been married long enough to realize it ain't happening. You know what I'm saying? I mean... Haley, God bless her. She'll try on some things, but she knows, like, there's some things, like, it's just forget it. It, it ain't going to happen. But, but the Lord can change a man. The Lord can change a woman if he's willing to submit to them, right? If, if, if they're willing to submit to the Lord, the Lord can change. But you ain't gonna, you're not going to change them. Better be careful who you get in relationship with because it matters. So I'm going to read this to you in context. I'm going to go through a couple of things here. And, uh, again, this, I don't know, maybe you need this, maybe you're watching the line, you're, you've got a friendship, business relationship or something you're about to go into, and maybe you need to hear this. Maybe you're in here 
and, and you're friends with somebody, you're just thinking about some stuff, you need to hear this today, but because I've felt... I felt so prompted to give this to you, I flipped the script on my notes. I sent my tech team this morning, sorry, uh, we going off the rails a little bit today, like last minute stuff. I had, I had an outline done, but I was like, this ain't, this is, I'm not, I ain't feeling it, you know, I, this is, so I'm just saying, uh, this is definitely one of those deals where the Lord wants to, some of you in here are watching online, this is for you today, okay? Second Chronicles 18.3, this is the relationship between Ahab and Jehoshaphat. Ahab wants to go fight these guys in Ramoth Gilead, and so he calls Jehoshaphat. They're hanging out the, at his place, and King Ahab of Israel asked King Jehoshaphat of Judah, two different you know, kingdoms, if you will. <clears throat> Jehoshaphat replied, well, of course. While you and I are as one and my troops are your troops, we'll certainly join you in battle. So King Ahab said, will you join me in battle? Yeah, I'll go with you. All right. Then Jehoshaphat added, but first let's find out what the Lord says. Verse 5, so the king of Israel summoned the prophets, 400 of them, and asked them, this king would be uh, Ahab, should we go to war against Ramoth Gilead or should I hold back? And they all replied, yes, go right ahead. God will give you the victory. But Jehoshaphat said, is there not also a prophet of the Lord here? We should ask him the same question. The king of Israel replied, Jehoshaphat, there's one more man who can consult the Lord for us. I love this, but I hate him. I hate his guts. He's sorry as a dog. He never prophesies anything but trouble for me. You know, that might be a clue right there. You know, you might need to change what you're doing in life if the prophet always prophesies something against you. Anyway, just a kind of eye-opener. But he says his name is Micaiah, son of Imlah. Jehoshaphat replied, that's not the way a king should talk. Let's hear what he has to say. Now, there's a lot there I want to unpack, but I'm just going to break it down for you in a couple little things here this morning, okay? Number one, the company that you keep, it matters. It matters, it matters, it matters. I'm teaching my kids this 100% of the time, more than probably anything else. I heard a pastor say one time this, he had a youth ministry going, it was real big, and I mean, there were thousands of people coming and things like that, it was just crazy. God was just doing amazing things. And they, but the youth guy was getting more and more, like, like so detailed, theologically deep, that that was his focus, and he and the the pastor tells him one day, say, "Hey, man, listen, this is he's a pastor. He's talking about his kids. He said, if my kids leave with about five spiritual truths when they graduate high school, I'm going to be super excited. And some of the key ones were their friendships, relationships, things like that. I'm going to be super. I'm not trying to get them to win the whole school. I'm not trying to get them to learn the whole Bible. And he looked at the youth guy and says, "Do you know the whole Bible? Well, no." Did you reach all your school? Well, no. Well, I didn't either. Let's give them what they need right now. And so your relationships matter. Sometimes as Christians, we want to give our kids things that we think that are so important. Like how many stones did David have in his pouch? Well, five. What does it matter? He knocked out Goliath. Don't hang out with giants. You know, I don't know. Whatever. You you, you just know what I'm saying this. What's the most important principle in the Bible? This one matters. As children, as teenagers, and as adults, your company that you keep, it matters to God. And this is what I tell my kids all the time. First Corinthians 15, 33. Don't be fooled by those who say such things. In other words, don't be fooled by people. Right? Jesus said, be harmless as does, but wise as serpent. Don't be fooled. Listen to this. Bad company corrupts good. Thank you very much. Tell me how good you are. You love Jesus, you pray, oh, thank you, Jesus, whatever, every night, it don't matter. You start hanging out with the knothead, you will become, thank you very much. Another quote from the real at Ron Newberry, if you hang out with the dogs, you're going to get the fleas. That's the bottom line. You don't want the fleas, don't hang out with the dogs. 
But Jehoshaphat partnered with Ahab. Ahab was a very wicked guy. He had a daughter that was crazier than Jezebel. He married Jezebel, Ahab and Jezebel. Now, she was crazy, but her daughter was super crazy. Jehoshaphat decides, I'm going to let my son marry the craziest woman on the planet because he valued this relationship. There's a story there. We'll preach it later. There's a story. The second Chronicles chapter 18 verse 28 says, so King Ahab of Israel and King Jehoshaphat of Judah, watch this, company you keep, led their armies out to Ramoth Gilead to fight. The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, as we go into battle, I'll disguise myself so no one will recognize me, but you wear your royal robes. What? What you say? You're going to be hiding like in camouflage or what? Real tree? You got, Matt, what? Nobody's going to see you, but I'm supposed to go out in the king's robes? Yeah, yeah, that's what we're going to do. So the king of Israel disguised himself and they went into battle. Now either Jehoshaphat really wanted to keep peace between his family. Or he might have needed some new counselors. You know what I'm saying? Some new advisors, some common sense. What is wrong with you? We're going to battle. I'm, you're going to dress up as the king, but I'm going to hide so nobody knows it's me. And we're in friendship? That's weird. Got to see what's going on there. Maybe he trusted they have more. I don't know why he did it. But anyway, I know this. The Lord was upset with Jehoshaphat. Listen to what he said. In 2 Chronicles 19.1, it says, When King Jehoshaphat of Judah arrived safely home in Jerusalem, Jehu, son of Hananiah the seer, went out to meet him. Now listen to this. By company you keep. Why should you help the wicked and love those who hate the Lord? Now that right there, you know what I'm saying? You could write that down. Stick that on the refrigerator. I don't understand why people do this. Why people continue to go back to those who continually do evil in the Lord's sight when God himself won't do that. You say, well, don't God love people? Yes, he loves people. But God sets a standard and says, you coming to me, I'm not coming to you. If you want what I got, you're going to have to bow your knee to me, to Jesus. Jesus doesn't bow his knee to us. Do you understand what I'm saying? Why continue to hang out with the people who hate the Lord? Why support something with somebody you know? They hate God. Yeah, but they're just a friend. I don't want to hurt their feelings. I'm sorry. That's just an excuse. They hate God. They hate everything about God. And you hear them talk about Jesus. They make fun of Jesus. And yet you say, yeah, but I'm just trying to reach them. No, 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 no. Bad company will corrupt. Thank you very much. There's about five, six of y'all going to be all right. The rest of y'all are going to be in trouble because y'all hanging out with wrong people. Let me tell you something else. There's, the only thing I know that's worse than having a friend like an Ahab, the only thing I know that's worse than being friends with somebody, an Ahab, is not knowing your friends with one. That's the only thing I know that's worse. Is you're in friendship with somebody that's as crazy as a Bessie bug and you don't even know it. I don't know if Jehoshaphat understood or if he was just scared. Sometimes you've got to be doing what's, do what's necessary to fix that friendship relationship. If they hate God, I'm sorry. Don't be unequally yoked together with what? An unbeliever, right? Second thing is this, is he inquired of the Lord. Now, Jehoshaphat has some great things going for him. Listen to this. <clears throat> Even though he had a bad partnership, <laughs> he has to inquire of the Lord. He, Ahab brought in 400 false prophets. They were on his payroll. You know, <laughs> it wouldn't be something like 400 people going to prophesy stuff. No wonder they prophesied all the good things. You're paying them. 
What's going on today? Well, it's going to be great, King. You're going to have a wonderful day. Like, the Lord is with you everywhere you go, whatever. But you're paying him. No wonder they're saying that stuff, right? But this, when, he, when Jehoshaphat heard him talk about this, he said, well, it's great you got these 400 guys, but is there not, 2 Chronicles 18.6, is there not also a prophet of the Lord here? We should ask him the same question. In other words, we ought to inquire of the Lord. I'm say this, be willing to inquire of the Lord. It's not difficult to do, but it is difficult sometimes to accept the answer. You know, many of the guys in the Bible, they inquired of the Lord. Psalm, the psalmist writes this, David says this in Psalm 34, verse 4, I prayed to the Lord, or I inquired of the Lord, and he answered me, and he freed me from all of my fears. In verse 17 of the same Psalms, it says, The Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles, which tells you what? You're going to get in a mess sometimes, Right? Do you understand? So you're going to get in trouble sometimes. You're going to get in a mess sometimes. But when you do, we don't run from God. We run to God. And we say, God, please help me. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. That means, man, when you get stuff, when you get it beat out of you, the Lord is there to lift you up. Man, it's like old school. Man, I don't know if you remember uh, Audio Adrenaline back in the day, man. I was like, that's the only Christian band I thought had electric guitars. That's the only one I could listen to. I was like, man, I come out of rock and roll. And all the Christians tell me I can't listen to rock and roll anymore. And I listen to Christian music. I thought, man, listen, I don't listen to this. What is all this? Like, I'm not making fun, but I thought, this is not for me. Help me, Lord. I'm trying to serve you, but this music is awful. I mean, I was like, my goodness. And somebody said, have you ever heard of Audio Adrenaline? I thought, yes, distortion. Woo! I mean, it's finally, you know. But they had a song that says, every time I'm down, I get down, lifts me up, I get down. Y'all ain't heard it before. <laughs> if I could sing it, I would. Every time I get down, the Lord lifts me up. So you're, when you get down, God lifts you up, but it, because we go to him, he rescues people who are crushed. And the righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord delivers them out of all. Why? Because they inquired of the Lord. David inquired of the Lord. Samuel, Hezekiah, Gideon, just to be safe, threw the fleece out twice. <laughs> just, I don't know if the deal was right that time. Let's do it this way. He wanted to be sure. He gets picked on a lot, but he wanted to be sure. He's about to take men out there and fight with, Lord, you've cut the numbers down, huh? Are you sure? Is this a good idea? Man, he's just want to be, he's inquiring of the Lord. Paul inquired of the Lord. The Berean church inquired of the Lord. Jesus even inquired of the Lord. When he was in the garden, he said this in Luke 22. Father, If it's any other way, please take this from me. But if not, your will. It's not hard to inquire of the Lord, but it is difficult to accept the answer sometimes. Which is why I need this last thing I'm going to share with you this morning. You've got to have some courage in all these things. In our our group this week, our small group this week, we were talking, we go through a, a book and we're, you know, just some guys getting together and encouraging one another, praying for one another. And, and building each other up, and we're going through this book, and one of the things we came across is the, the, the power that is required to do what God asks you to do is not always like this supernatural, warm feeling of, oh, he's with me. Like any time I've ever had God ask me to do something, I wish that was what was there. I wish it was like that lightning stuff you see sometimes in the Bible, like Elisha outrunning chariots, man, slapping the river with stuff, and it parts, there goes the water. I mean, calling down fire from heaven. I wish all that stuff, taking water and pouring on the sacrifice, and boom, the Lord consumes it. I wish that there was some kind of like magic, supernatural God behind you that made you do all that stuff. I'm like, wow, 
look at me. I'm super Jesus Christian follower, man. Never had that happen. Anytime the Lord prompted me to do something, you know what it required on my end? Courage. Because God gave the prompting and God gave the initiative. And that's all he's going to do. It's like playing checkers. He moved. And now he waits. And he says, basically, it's your move. It's your time to move. What are you going to do? I'm waiting on you. Wait on you. Wait on you. And you can, you, can, you can say, well, God, no, you go ahead and move. I mean, one more, just one more time. Because I'm trying to feel my play out here, see where I'm going. Like, I'm trying, I don't know. You go ahead and move. He won't do it. It's the craziest thing I've ever experienced in my life spiritually. He prompts you. You've got to have courage to take the next step. Be brave. Do the right things. It may cost you, but it's worth it. It's amazing how Jehoshaphat went along with this battle. Even though Micaiah told them what would happen, he said, this is what's going to happen. Man, you're going to get your tail kicked. You shouldn't. All the, all the other props are props. And, oh, it's going to be fine. You're going to win. Now, he has dressed in common, you know, real trees, hiding behind trees and stuff like that. You can't see him. You go out in royal clothes. You know, you be the king. Like, I don't know what he was either. He had some, like, I don't know, some, he was hitting the CBD or what, but he, something was wrong with Jehoshaphat to go along with what was happening here. There's just somebody should have helped the brother. He needed some help. I mean, I'm just being, I don't know. Maybe he had a little too much of the wine that day, a little a couple of too much. The palace, Ahab got him. I don't know. But somehow there was something missing from his life and it was courage. He married his son to this crazy man's daughter. He allowed that to go. He was hanging out with this crazy king. He never one time stopped it. He never one time backed off. There's something was missing from life. And regardless of what it was, there's something down deep he was missing. And I think it was courage to do the right thing when it's required of him. Then say perfection. God doesn't look for people saying, hey, man, I'm perfect. He knows we're not perfect. But he does ask for courage. Courage to do the right things. Ephesians 6, listen to this. A final word, Paul says. Watch this. Be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. That would be have courage. Put on all the God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. For we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. And if you don't think that's true, then my brothers and sisters, you are already defeated. You better recognize right now, I've had more pastors and more weird stuff happening in my pastoral circle of friends the last year than I care to even count. And it's not, I mean, some has to do with COVID stuff, but some has to put that to the side. I'm just telling you, you don't think there's not something out there trying to tear down your family, destroy your life, and break apart everything that God has blessed you with, you are already defeated. The devil comes to steal to kill and to destroy. And if you think he's coming nicely, wrong answer. He comes like a roaring lion, the Bible says, seeking whom he can devour. Finding somebody that's just sitting on the sidelines, weak, kind of don't believe in this stuff, say, oh, that's just weird, I don't know, I don't believe. No, 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 no. That's the one he's going to get. In our small group this week, that's what we were talking about. It's like, you're like the little gazelle that got off on its own. Welcome National Geographic, and here you are. He gets you to the side because the pack is stronger. But he gets you to the side. You know, I don't believe that stuff. They're crazy. There's no devil. There's blood. Blah, 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 blah. You're just bouncing around like that. No, bam! You're the one the lion eats. Ah, they just devoured you. 
Because why? I don't believe that stuff. I'm telling you, it's true. It's true. You go home, you wonder why. Why is my spouse saying this stuff today? And maybe they had a bad day at work. Or maybe something went home, whatever. You don't know, they got a bad phone call. And you take it and go like, well, I can't believe they would say that. And you hear this thought that says, yeah, I can't believe they'd say that to you. And another thing, have you noticed how? Fill in the blank. And if you let that go on, they'll come, that little voice come back and say again, and another thing, have you realized how this always seems to be? And then they think, have you noticed how they, and then you get together and you, you know, you was going to talk about who didn't, I don't know, put the dishes up or something. All of a sudden you own things like back from 20 years ago. Why? Because the devil is constantly doing this in your life. So what we were talking about this week, we were like, man, as guys, we recognize this. It's like the Tom and Jerry card, the devil on this side, angel on this side. Which one's talking to you more? Who are you listening to? You better know he's after your family. That's why you got to shut him down. The strategies. What's the strategy? He's a liar. Believe your spouse over your thoughts. Believe your children over your thoughts. Believe, man, you're, you know, believe whatever, the truth of God's word over the thoughts that says it's not true. Believe this. So final word. Be strong. Be courageous, my brothers and sisters. Don't let the enemy get a foothold in your life. Would you close your eyes and bow your head for me right now? Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for today. Lord, I thank you for your word that, God, I pray today that people listen, that, Lord, I don't know who they are, why you had me preach this differently today than what, where I was going. But, Lord, I know, I know in my heart, I know that this is for somebody. Maybe it's for everybody, but I don't know if they're watching online or in this room right now, but, God, you have totally and completely confirmed to them some things that they know that they needed to hear. So I thank you for that, Lord. Now I pray, God, for those that are in here or watching online that they don't know you. Maybe they've never accepted Jesus. I pray today that they just logged on and just clicked on, Lord, that they are there and just looking for you. I pray right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I pray, speak to hearts. Draw people to yourself as we pray this prayer. You're in this room and watching online. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. We're all going to pray it together so you're not going to be praying by yourself. But the whole church in this room will pray with you right now. But just repeat this after me. Just say, Dear Jesus, I come to you today and I give you my heart. I give you my life. And I ask you to take control. I ask you to be my Lord and to be my Savior. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Man, if you prayed that prayer, we're so proud of you, right, church? Give me a hand, would you? So cool. If you pray that online, you're watching right now online. Listen, man, if you prayed that prayer, we want to help you get started walking with God. On your screen right now, you'll see something that says something to the effect of connect.cornerstonerome.com. If you'll click that link right there, some of our prayer leaders are online right now to pray with you, to help you get resources to you as well. If you'd like more information about what we're studying right now as a church, there's links there as well. You can get the download. The uh, Bible study um, that we've created there to go along with each book of the Bible, they're all free. Take advantage of that. I encourage you with that. And then everyone here as well, you just click on those links as well. Um, there may be a card in your seat, but if you don't have one, you can click on that link, connect.cornerstonerome.com. If you need prayer for anything, we'll talk about that in just a second, but if you need to connect with us in any way possible, we're here to help you. Avail yourself of the Bible study tools that we've created that are outside. You don't have to go buy a bunch of stuff. Just take those. And if you, listen, I just want to encourage you with this. If you hadn't been reading the books about the Bible with us right now. You're like, man, I'm so behind. There's no use. Now that's a lie from the devil. Just start right now with where you're at. 
Click on that audio. I'm telling you right now, you, you better get you an audio Bible this week. I'm just telling you right now, you better get you an audio Bible and click play because I'm going to tell you right now, you, this is not for the faint of heart. you hitting two of these things in a week. That, you're going to be like, my mercy. Pastor Jody told me, yeah. If you've got time, read it. That's fine. Do, do, do either one. I've read it, but I'm just saying, that's a lot of genealogy right there. You're going to hear, and this and begat this and that and begat that and this and begat. You're going to be like, man, I done begat what I was thinking, you know. Second thing I want to say to you is this. If you need prayer today, um, uh, if you're in this room in any way whatsoever in areas of your life, you need prayer, we're going to ask uh, some of our guys will be in the back. They're going to be at just a couple of different tables right there. If you need prayer for anything, <clears throat> I want to encourage you. We're here to pray for you, okay? So whatever you need right now, if you need prayer for anything, they'll be back there. So as we dismiss, we'll let you we'll just, if they're not back there, they will be back there just a minute. And some of our elders and, and, and prayer leaders in our church, if you see an open table, just jump back there for us right now. But like, um, I want to encourage you with that. If you need prayer for anything, take advantage of that. I know it's kind of interesting right now at times, whatever, but man, listen, people need prayer, they need prayer, right? So if you need that, I want to encourage you with that. Before we go today, I want to read this from Numbers chapter 6 before we leave. I always like to speak this blessing over our church before we go. Numbers chapter 6, verse 24, it says, May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you his peace. Man, God bless you so much. We love you guys. Y'all have a great, great day. Enjoy the sunshine and the time change. If today's message blessed you, we want to encourage you to take a moment and share this podcast with a friend. Remember, there's one hope for every heart, and that's Jesus. See you next time.